The Construction Employers Podcast, your connection to what's happening in the Northeast Ohio construction industry. Brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. So, guys, thanks for joining us. The first CEA podcast. Yeah. Well, good morning. Thanks well, for having me. Absolutely. I am happy to be here. So, yeah, we have here Chris House from House Solutions, President of House Solutions, and John Swanziger, Office Partner in Charge of Buckingham Doolittle here in Cleveland. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Thanks. Thanks for in my office here at the CEA offices in Independence, Ohio. Uh, week of 4th of July, so I've got my vacation outfit on and my cold brew coffee here. Okay. Guys it looks like it. you're very comfortable in that it, get up. <laughs> it looks like a glass of bourbon is what Courtney it, it said. It does. It, it, I think it is a glass of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> you need a cigar. That's yeah. All yeah. Right. But we're comfortable. Um, so, guys, tell me about yourself. John. Well, uh, you know, I'm, my name's John Swansinger, and uh, I'm uh, a construction lawyer, and I've worked with many of the CEA members over, over my time, as well as other organizations throughout the state. Uh, my practice is 100% construction law, and we, we represent people or companies from document to dispute. Uh, I feel it's very important to be very intimately familiar with the documentation. So as projects come up for bid and so forth, we will work with our clients through the bidding process, through signature, through financing, into the project, dealing with project issues, all the way to the point where an issue becomes something unbearable, becomes a dispute, and then take it to the dispute process. Construction is not the ordinary litigation in the sense of uh, there's so many intricacies involved, sure. uh, and it, it truly requires uh, a focus on it in the sense that uh, there are so many parties involved, often multiple documents. So we try to manage our practice from documentation to dispute and you know, honestly do it in as aggressive way as we can and still have a good time along the way. Great. It is interesting. Chris, tell us about House Solutions. Okay, House Solutions uh, was formed in 2009. Um, you know, if I actually look back at some of my history, I spent eight years outside sales, uh, wanted to have a family. In fact, uh, when I was in sales, it was, uh, I hit the st- whole state of Michigan. So I was doing a lot of travel. I wanted to settle down. And so I settled down, um, as a systems analyst at LTV steel. And so really what that did, that allowed me to kind of take a lot of the love that I've had for it and, and, and technology and use it to help solve my, you know, some problems. And a lot of problems with the companies. Uh, we did a lot of ERP, SAP, uh, a lot of project management, you know, a lot of different things like how, Chris, how can you save LTV Steel? How can you save Rockwell Automation, you know, money? You know, if we need to change platforms, upgrade from XP to 7 to 10. You know, what are the things that we should do that as far as just not just the equipment, but what do we do um, for operating system? What do we do uh, with the training? So really it gave me a great focus, um, full circle focus on uh, what companies needed. And so eventually I took that out on my own in 2009 and really uh, created house solutions to help solve problems using technology. Um, So that's kind of, that's what we've been doing. Have a team of six. Uh, so we do a lot of leadership training, uh, purchase equipment. We, um, uh, John, we were just talking earlier uh, before we got on on mic 
uh, just you know about some cybersecurity training. You have a lot of companies out there that have IT, that has the infrastructure, but what are some of the things that um, we have real-world uh, solutions and problems, and how do you solve some of those? So that's what we really try to do. Great. Mm-hmm. Right. You're both from Cleveland? True. I, I am. I, I was... Uh, I was uh, born in Cleveland. We moved to East Cleveland for about six, seven years. I was a paper boy. And then uh, Warrensville, I graduated from Warrensville. Nice. So pretty much southeast Ohio. Press or plane dealer? Both. Okay. I did I did <laughs> both. Um, and I, I mean, I have so many stories. That's a whole other podcast. Uh, with plane dealer, you know, you had to be up around 5 o'clock, 5, yes. 6 o'clock, to deliver the papers, deliver them in an efficient, quick manner, uh, I had some customers who said, um, Chris, don't step on my lawn. And uh, I want my paper, open the screen door, put it inside, and close the door. Well, you try to get that before 8 o'clock, you get the glass. Right. Yeah. So anyway, but it was, uh, I think it was a great um, foundation, even for business. Because as a paper boy, you had to, you had delivery. So that was the logistics piece. You had collections and billing and customer service. So it was a full, full thing. How about you, John? Did you do? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm uh, died in the wool Clevelander, born okay. in St. Anne's Hospital. Sure. You know, I went out to college at Bowling Green, went to law school at Akron, came okay. back to Cleveland, started practicing law in 1989, and okay. I've been here ever since. So I'm real proud about Cleveland. I oh, love yeah. Cleveland. It's been a long journey, you know, a lot of ups and downs sure. in all this time we've been here. I've been working, and it's been, uh, I think, a, 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 you know, a few decades of, finding out where the bottoming out part was. And I think we're now on the, definitely on the way back up. Sure. And uh, I yeah. feel it in my practice. I feel it in the energy in the city. Sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm really excited about where things are going to go from here. You know, th- this city was such an industrial, uh, a horse for the country, mm-hmm. a workhorse. And we have those workhorse values still in Cleveland. And uh, I, I see our children are still carrying on some of those values, sure. the ones that we can get to stay. And now more of them are staying. Right. Um, and, I just feel like the next uh, several decades, it's going to be on the up for Cleveland, especially, you know, uh, with, with all that in mind and, 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 you know, problems in other areas of the country. I mean, we have so much to offer here in terms of efficiencies and lower cost of housing and, you know, corporate opportunities, construction opportunities. I'm working on projects right now relating to hospitals, schools, personal residences, downtown apartment buildings, roadways, bridges, uh, you know, it's yeah. all on yeah. right now. It speaks to what's going on. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's awesome. Absolutely. We are. We're going through a renaissance for sure. Um, I, I'm a big history buff myself, and we I go back and you look at some of the things that happened, you know, Industrial Revolution, you know, some of the things even back with Rockefeller. Um, you know, what are we doing now? You hear so many different things. I'm working with another company, and we're looking at some uh, workforce development initiatives. You know, how do we get people back to work? Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. it is, it's, I agree with you, John, it is huge. And there's a big, a lot of conversation going on right now is, as far as, um, how do we really boast and let the world know that Cleveland is up and coming. It's a great place to be. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. John, I know. That, okay. yeah. Has Buckingham always had a Cleveland office? Well, uh, it's, uh, we celebrated our 25th anniversary in Cleveland, okay. uh, about two years ago. Great. And, um, we've been in Akron. Uh, sure. for, uh, for 106 years. Wow. So Buckingham's a dyed-in-the-wool Northeast Ohio yeah, law firm. Sure. Yeah. We're Cleveland, Akron, Canton. We run the gamut right down 77. But in reality, we're, we're practicing all over the state. I have cases in Cincinnati. 
Athens, Marietta, Toledo, Youngstown. You know, we're st- a state of Ohio attorney, but focused on this area. Obviously, this is where we're, we're housed. Uh, you know, we have a lot of, uh, uh, we're about 65 attorneys in, okay. in Northeast Ohio, 25 in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you know, Buckingham is a die-in-the-wool Clevelander as well. That's one of the reasons I love working there. It's, it's so much history sure. from the days of Goodyear and Firestone back in the Akron days to what we have up going on up in Cleveland now with Cleveland Clinic and other types types of clients like that. So it, it's very exciting. Sure. And you just became the office partner in charge. Yeah, if they figured that someone has to pick better coffee. So I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm I, the guy. I'm a big okay. coffee guy. I'm yeah. actually an ex-coffee guy. I have to go decaf now. That doesn't okay. even count. Oh, poor guy. Yeah, Jeez. well, the doctor said so. So yeah. there you go. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, I'm very excited to be uh, partner in charge in Cleveland, uh, mainly because we are a Cleveland law firm that uh, wants to get boots on the street. And and you know, I'm a dyed in the wool Clevelander, as I said. So for me, it's just a thrill to have the opportunity to be with this firm and be its partner in charge. Yeah, office partner in charge. Yep. Well, the thing that uh, stood out to me on your LinkedIn profile was. Uh, every week or so, you post the You Dig articles, and they're always very fun to read. They are. Um, I look forward to it every time. It's always going to be entertaining and and, uh, and funny, usually. Uh, how did you get started with that? You Dig was uh, kind of a you know a dream project that I had uh, in the back of my mind for many years. Uh, and as time went on, um, the opportunity came with, while I was with Buckingham to pursue this opportunity, and uh, I. I had to obviously sell the powers that be at Buckingham to keep pursuing it. I explained the concept as a a, a biweekly Q&A where we present issues in the construction industry uh, in a light but informative sort of way, uh, consistently, short, to the point, sweet, and a reflection on, frankly, my attitude about life and law and how I practice is reflected in there. It's, it's let's get after it. Let's have fun. Um, and to try to build obviously recognition in the marketplace for our firm, for myself, for our practice group. And it, all right. They said, okay, let's try it. Then we put some stuff together and we, we started doing it and it, we kept going. And the thing is so many, like so many things in life, you just don't stop. You keep going, absolutely, uh, and you keep doing it, and you catch some, um, some get, catch some ground, uh, get, get some ground under you, and that's what we've done. We're now over three years in oh, this. Wow, wow. And, uh, good. And uh, even as I see it, though, Jad, it's, it's um, like I said, I just started reading them uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. When we first started talking about this. It's really edutainment. Uh, so as you're educating, I like that, right? And and you're entertaining. Uh, this is much more. Um, I think conducive and people will, will listen to this, will watch this, will read these, uh, uh, I won't even say blogs, will read these articles um, and not only understand it, but almost relate to it. You know, it's, it's so I think that would be, uh, it's much more valuable than I think just putting a 10 page brief out there. Right. You know, it's, well, it's what we learned that. is that nobody reads 10 page briefs, <laughs> maybe not even the judge, yeah, you know, so, for sure. Uh, sure. And the ones that wrote it will read it, but sometimes yeah. they don't even read all of it. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's issue spotting. Sure. At sure. the core. People get so much email that right. I, personally, I don't feel like I have time to read it all yeah. or a 10 page brief or even a one uh, page white paper. I don't have mm-hmm. time. I feel like I don't have the time, even though I do have the time because I have so much junk coming through my email. So, 
Anyway, it, it, I, it is a I thought, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I thought it would be cool to give the audience sure. a taste of You Dig. And it, am I pronouncing it right? Or is it You Dig? <laughs> it depends on your personal style. Yeah. <laughs> Go both ways. All right. It's, uh, a, it's a question mark at the end. You sure. Dig? Sure. And then at the end is You Dig. Yeah. So it's however you want to do it, really. However so you take it. I know the URL is youdig.biz. Dot biz. You don't see dot biz many times these days. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see you, business, you see organizations, communications. Right. Yeah. Well, that was the best we could do. Okay. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's inexpensive, right? It was inexpensive <laughs> and it was not taken. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you like go it. through like a vetting process? Like you have someone, like let's say you create it, then you need maybe two other people to kind of look at this. Yeah, you know. we do. We have a, a great team I okay. work with. And uh, what I'll do is I'll create the concept and then we'll talk about how how the art might look on it, okay. uh, the delivery, and we have a team that will take care of putting that together. Sure. Um, I handle the words and then prove the photos. Okay. Sometimes, we, you know, it's a collaborative process for sure to get this thing out with our sure. marketing team, and, um, you know, that's that's a big part of it, and they help make this thing go. Every year we have a, a UDIG contributors gathering, and okay. we've now had four of those. So cool. okay. we had one before we even launched. So, nice. okay. but it's okay. been there. So there's a lot of work behind the scenes. Sure. Yeah. Question. Sure. Um, so this is sort of set up like a Dear Abby uh, piece, right? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. And, and, and in reality, it was uh, not Dear Abby, but it's a it's a it's a, 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 a to be not to be named uh, article. That okay. Sure. <laughs> probably not appropriate, but it, it was it's supposed to be snarky, whereas Dear yeah. Abby wasn't snarky. So there's a column I used to read that was somewhat snarky mm-hmm. in a subject matter that is somewhat not to be talked about yeah. that I developed into this, sure. which is not as nearly as bad as the other subject matter. Well, <laughs> so. We haven't put the explicit label on the podcast yet, but That's I'm right. sure it's coming. <laughs> We're in construction, so it's it's inevitable. Right. Um, sorry, Chris and I are going to read through this, uh, this Pigs Get Roasted post, which is uh, the second one from the current. The current one is a 4th of July issue. So if you go to the 4th of July issue on the udig.biz and then click next, you'll get the pigs get roasted piece, which Chris and I are going to read. And I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the call in writer. I don't know what you call this guy, but I'm going to be the question asker. So I'll just read it. So first of all, you have to do the title. You got to do the title. Title pigs get roasted. Pigs get roasted. Okay. Pigs get roasted. All right. All right, and I'm going to try to sound like the, the, the questioner. You, you sound like the uh, advice giver, Chris. Okay. All All right. All right, here goes. Dear you dig, we just finished a project where we thought we paid all our subcontractors. About a month after completion, our accounting department, however, found out that our drywall sub submitted invoices a while back, but we failed to pay them. Later, they sent us a mistaken bill for some reason showed they were paid in full. Looks like they made a mistake in their billing. We have a clause that states that if we don't get a bill within 90 days, then they waive payment. What obligation do we have to call this to their attention. Error in our favor? Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Dear idiot, <laughs> don't be a pig. Pigs get roasted. When you notice the error before the 90-day period, you must go to the sub and fix it. Everything wrong about business occurs when contractors forget that there is a moral code in the world. If it is your inclination to try to take advantage of a sub who otherwise did their job, then please get out of the business because you are a scumbag. All right, I like that. (laughs) There are no, quotations, errors in your favor. There is right and wrong, 
good faith, and bad faith. Sitting on that knowledge and sandbagging the unsuspecting sub is bad form and, in my opinion, immoral. Now, if the 90-day passes without your knowledge and you later find out that the sub was not paid, you may well play the contract card and refuse to pay. Still, not my style and not the style of successful companies that I know. They did the work. They should get paid. You dig? Nice. Nice job, guys. That was, yeah. I, that was good. That yeah. was good. It's, yeah. I believe in laws of attraction. I believe in karma, too. And so... You know, it's, it's, first of all, these, these are great articles because it, it truly explains it's, you know, we all work on the contractual piece and, and you need to go through those steps, but we're humans too. And that's, I guess that's why they put erasers on the other side of pencils. Right. You know, and so, you know, we all make mistakes, you know, and, and especially starting off, you know, we all were kind of the apprentice early on, you know, and so. Do True. you really want that energy, you know, in your company? Right. Right. And oh, yeah. you build partnerships, yeah. solid partnerships by helping each other along. Sure. Now that's you know, some some folks are ready to take a sub and have one relationship with them and sure. move on and try to beat them up as much as they can during that process. Other successful ones and ones I see mm-hmm. build the relationship with that sub. They're not going to call the contract card and try to try to get, do the gotcha on their sub who's supposed right. to be their partner to help them make their job be completed in a, the best way possible. Right. So I, I often see uh, the, comp- the companies that do this, I, I get calls all the time for sure. to try to play the gotcha card. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I try to steer them away from it. Let's get this resolved. Let's not take this down a litigation path. Uh, build the relationship. Don't destroy it, et cetera. But it's playing the short game. That's it right. is. It is. I, I agree. This is especially in, and then in the world of contracting and construction, you know, people talk. That's <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Hey, Absolutely. guess what? Uh, company XYZ truly screwed Bob over here, you know, who was simply drywalling, you know. Yeah. Yep. It's like in your current issue, the yeah. 4th of July issue, you're talking about all the freedoms we have. And the sixth one is the freedom to gossip. Do you have all the information you need? We need that First Amendment, or we dig that First Amendment. Before you sign, speak up to inform and then listen carefully and be informed talking about signing a contract don't don't get screwed sure so yeah yeah, yeah. You're right people do talk it's a small world so it's a small world small yeah. town that's for sure 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 yeah and, and you know definitely in our industry it's uh it's it pays you know who the successful companies are we could name them off sure they don't do this stuff right. they play they play above the board they help people and they win sure the, the ones that try to screw the other parties are all, they're the ones that are in court all the time, not resolving their differences, not being productive, turning over project managers who are constantly in litigation versus in the field. Right. And you know, lawyers don't belong in the field and project managers don't belong in the courtroom. Sure. So it's right. inefficient. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I appreciate that. Um, John, what would you like to communicate to the audience in terms of things that you're excited about right now or issues that they should be aware of if contractors are listening to this, subcontractors listening to this episode? Well, I think, you know, as a whole is, is to, to make sure, and, and this ties in with Chris's uh, arena, is to, is to lawyers need evidence. And sure. the way you make a good case or settle a case before it becomes arbitrated or litigated is to have a good system of values in terms of managing your documents, 
making sure that the evidence of the situation at hand is there for the attorney when he gets in play. It's much easier to approach a case and another attorney laying down some, some cards, exhibit A through, ten, or A through Z if it has to be, and show that attorney, here's the road you're going through, we have, and you'll have a much better chance of settling it. How do you do that? Very disciplined processes with good systems behind you. And that's, I think, where Chris does a lot for his clients uh, is to make sure that, that my job is easier. Sure, now, right. when, I ha- when I run into uh, cases where that, that evidence isn't there, I still have to be sold. I don't uh, e- Even with my own client's case, I can hear their, their words, but I don't even know what the other party's documentation is until well into a discovery process sure. and thousands and thousands, usually tens of thousands, before you even get the documents. So if my client can demonstrate the case, always be mindful that as much as we like to talk about how everybody, everything's above board, every situation can end up in court sure. or in arbitration. Right. And, you know, be mindful of that and uh, develop those practices. And it all starts at the top of the organization. Uh, the, you know, it's got to be a culture thing. Right. There's sloppy companies. You see them all the time. You get a you have a, a case. Those uh, are the repeat clients, huh? That's the repeat clients, <laughs> yes. Uh, but in reality, the, the, sure. the clients, the, the repeat clients are the ones that check with you before the situation arises or early in the early mitigations phase. Right, so. right. Great. Chris, what do you want to leave the audience with today? Well, um, <clears throat> like I said, it's, it's, it's my first time. It's funny to hear yourself on the radio. Yeah. You know, do I sound like this in person? That's why I, I asked like you to hear on. you sing a few bars. Your voice sounds very rich. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I am a karaoke king. So oh, yeah. this is this is nice. that's one no of the things on my <laughs> one of the things on my on my bucket list. And this was one of the things on my bucket list as well. You know what I, I think uh, what we fail to do in many cases is um, just, you know, take off the, the, the jacket, sit back and have a conversation with someone. You know, it's it's you know, I, I get a lot of business just because other IT people make people feel kind of stupid and, and less than. Right. And so, but if you sat down, really listen to people, what do you need? What are your pain points? How can I help you? Some cases, in many cases of technology, many cases, it could be a training issue or something. It could be something else that they're doing procedurally wise that mm-hmm. that's not really um, allowing the company to thrive and to grow. And so, you know, from a technology standpoint, I like to say that, you know, the world can solve all the problems. I can solve all the problems through technology. But truly, I think a lot of it is through communication. Yeah. It's, it's just sitting down there, it's talking to people and understanding what their needs are and how can you address those and, and help. How can people get a hold of you? Well, howsolutions.com is, how do you is spell the it? website. It's H-O-W-S-E, uh, solutions.com. Um, I am in the old Parker Hannafin Cleveland Clinic building. Okay. Um, and, and so our number is 216-352-4282. Great. Extension 101. That is me. Great. I'll put it in the so, show notes. Yes. <laughs> click on the show notes. Yes, yes. Click on the links. John, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, well, I'm in the One Cleveland Center, downtown St. Clair and 9th Street, which is right now consumed with the All-Star Game oh, yeah. um, festivities. Sure. Um, and uh, my uh, my website is www.bdb 
law.com buckingham law and also the udig website is www.udig.biz we mentioned it earlier i can sure. be reached on either of those as well as direct dial 216-615-7356 always ready to help anybody sure. off the clock find out what's the what the problem is and then figure out where to take you from there great well guys i appreciate you being on the podcast and i hope we do this again soon and thank absolutely. you tim for having me absolutely thanks tim enjoy, enjoy enjoyed it great. thank thanks. you Thank you for listening. To find more information about the discussion in this or prior episodes, be sure to check the episode notes section in your podcast app. Get notified and automatically download the latest episode by subscribing to the Construction Employers Podcast in the iTunes Store or in Google Play. This podcast is brought to you by the Construction Employers Association. Find us on the web at www.ceacisp.org.